Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been bringing you a message preached recently by your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. It's entitled, Don't Sell Your Vineyards. Taken from 1 Kings chapter 21, we have the story of Naboth and his vineyard, and how an evil king and his wife, Ahab and Jezebel, plotted to gain possession of it. Naboth stands as an example to us all to stand steadfast for what is right, even though it cost him his life. And as Christians, we have a duty to hold on to some things in our lives as well. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. If you'll take your Bibles this morning and turn to Ephesians chapter 5. I'll touch on this one. I want to touch on the fourth vineyard because I think it's so important and it's so underappreciated in today's generation of Christians. And it's found in Ephesians chapter 5. Paul says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience." Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye, some, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You know what Paul is admonishing them to in this portion of Scripture? He's admonishing them to personal holiness. Personal holiness. Peter quoting the Lord himself, said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. He says, Come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. Folks, I know that holiness in this generation of Christians has gone the way of extinction. But that's only with this generation of Christians. It hasn't with God. And I'm here to say, much to my own shame as a preacher and much to the shame of the body of Christ, that the church these days is not known among the lost for its holiness. But in this day of mass media and 24-hour day news, it's known for scandal. And while we can do nothing to correct the errors of those that live far from us, whom we've never met, who profess Christ, and whose evil, whose sin, whose compromise, whose lack of holiness while professing Christ is not unlike that which David did when the prophet said, you have given the enemies of God an occasion of blaspheme. We ourselves can live holy. We can live holy, folks. You know, the world ought to look at us and just say, that guy's different. That guy's different. 
uh, there's something about that guy. He's a nice guy, and I, and I like him, but something about him just makes me nervous. He's not like all the rest of my friends. He doesn't do and say all the same things that they do. There's something different. You know, I'm afraid that the body of Christ as a whole has put such an emphasis on being all things to all men that there are some lines that have been crossed. And it's more about making lost people feel comfortable around us. Folks, lost people should not feel completely comfortable around us if we're living the way we should live. I'm not saying you got to go out of your way to be obnoxious. I'm not saying you got to be a holier-than-thou looking down your nose at other people in a self-righteous manner. But I'm simply saying in our integrity to the Word of God and our love for the Lord Jesus Christ and our appreciation that Jesus had to die for sin, we should hate sin and want to live holy and be an example of a changed life. You know who the biggest legalist in your life is? It's not me. Some of you think I'm your biggest problem when it comes to legalism. No, I'm not the biggest legalist in your life. I may have preached some things that you don't want to conform to. I may have set some bars that you think are too high. You may think I've created some tempests in the teapot, but I'm not the biggest legalist in your life. Mm -mm. No, you know who the biggest legalist in your life is? It's your unsaved neighbor. It's your unsaved coworker. It's your unsaved friend or family member. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll poo-poo Bible convictions. They'll say, that's ridiculous. I don't believe in that. But you know what they'll do? They will look at your life and hope to find something different. Hope that finally they've come across somebody whose religion makes a difference in their life because they know they need a religion to make a difference in their life. They're servants of sin, and sin is strangling the life out of their families. And they've been disappointed over and over and over again. People that are just religious, but in reality, there's no difference. When they walk outside of the four walls of whatever building they worship in or whatever they do, they're no different than the rest of the world. They want you to be different. They may not admit that, but I'm here to tell you, they want you to be different. And you can say amen to that. We ought to try to perfect holiness in our lives because we love him. Folks, you study your Bible, and I can say this without any fear of contradiction whatsoever. This is not positional. This is not doctrinal. This isn't even theological. This is incontrovertible Bible truth that of all of God's natural and moral attributes, all of those attributes give way to the one attribute of holiness. Folks, if it was love, that was God's attribute that all other attributes gave way to, then Christ would have never had to die on the cross. If holiness was subservient to love, he could have just loved us into heaven. He could have just said, oh, I love you. Come on in with your sin. It doesn't make any difference. But folks, holiness.
holiness trumps all of his other moral and natural attributes. And that's why the sinless son of God had to die a horrible, heinous death and pay hell for eternity for every one of us in order for a single one of us to get to heaven. Because God is so holy, he is not going to spend eternity in the presence of one single sin. If it's among 50 trillion people, he'll let 50 trillion people go to hell then spend eternity with one single sin. Don't you ever doubt it. I know this culture of professing evangelicals and Christians so-called are preaching another God, but that's the God of the Bible I just described for you. And I want to try to perfect some holiness in my life if for no other reason but because it honors him. And he commanded, he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Folks, let me give you a good rule of thumb. If you're taking notes, write this down. If it's doubtful, it's dirty. This generation of Christians has spent all kinds of time, how close can I get to the line between what's right and wrong and still be right? I wonder, I wonder how long I can balance here. Why don't we spend more time trying to get as far from that line as we can and get right into the middle of where God wants us to be, right into the middle of what God's word says we ought to be doing instead of skirting that line with our speech, skirting that line with our dress, skirting that line with our music, skirting that line with the stuff we watch on television, skirting that line uh, with what we look at on the computer. Are you listening? Skirting that line with our church attendance and commitment to Christ. Skirting that line with our stewardship. Why don't we just get right smack in the middle of it so we don't miss it? But not only that. Folks, we talked about testimony. I'm here to tell you, it is a lie hatched out of hell for anyone to say to you that nobody cares anymore. There are lost people out there that care. They're looking for something. Naboth died for his vineyard. And you know what I suspect this morning? That his vineyard wasn't worth nearly what the four vineyards we've talked about this morning are. Don't let Ahab talk you into selling yours. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to the conclusion of a message entitled, Don't Sell Your Vineyards. And as you've heard today, this sermon is based upon the stalwart example of a man named Naboth who refused to part with a possession that was near and dear to him. That vineyard that was passed down to him as an inheritance could not be bought for a price. Today we've heard from our host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, in this outstanding message about some things that we as Christians should never part with or give away at any price. In an age when compromise is common, we need to be ever more steadfast and determined to do the right thing in order to please our Savior. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to order a CD of today's message, it's available for a suggested contribution of $5. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208 888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tbbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. 
We hope you'll join us again on Monday as Pastor Rick DeMichael will once again take us through a study of God's Word. We also want to welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.